Power, Z Nation, The Originals, Devious Maid, Rosewood, a gazillion other things. So please help me welcome Matt Sedeno. Welcome. Thank you so much. I applauded. No one was here, but I just applauded. We'll make it sound like someone's here. Yeah. Woo. Matt, I'm so happy you're here. You know, I've known you for years. I'm a big fan of all your work. Um, let's just get right into it and tell everybody, you know, the highs, the lows, how you got started, mm. you know, all the ups and downs, how you fought through it. Cause I'm a big believer in the powerful mindset. And when the lows happen, you got to rise up to the highs of it and just keep yeah. powering through. Hence your show, which you're great on. And we'll talk about that later, but tell us. Go. Go. Well, <laughs> many, many moons ago. It feels like an eternity. I think I got here in the in the '90s, and man, how time flies in, in the blink. <laughs> I um, know. Interesting though, I'm definitely not one who was born to be an actor. Like I wasn't. Uh, like it's not in your family. No, it's not in my family. I'm from Washington State, like some remote town called Moses Lake, and population. Anybody? No. <laughs> no, nobody. Actually, strangely enough, one of the cast of Power is from a town that's ten miles from me. So random, like Bizarre. in similar age. But aside from us two in the world, I don't think anybody else in LA is from. What happened? What was that life-changing moment that you became an artist? Uh, well, I was very much uh, sports inclined. Um, thought that was going to be my path, and there was sort of a career. If I was going to have a career mm-hmm. injury that happened, so it kind of ended things. Oh, so you were doing sports? What was it? I was doing sport. I was doing playing football when mm. that happened. And uh, what was the injury? Blew out my knee. ACL, MCL, meniscus. The usual. Just blew it out. Mm. And um, I don't know, I was just kind of lost, not knowing what to do. I had... Was this high school or was uh, it college? It was high school that I did that, but Mm -hmm. I had... Actually, I had a couple of scholarship offers for wrestling, not even football. Um, But it took me out for the year, my senior year in high school. So that was pretty much... Devastating. Pretty much devastating and done. And, you know, I had a home situation where I didn't... You know, I was expected that after you're done with graduation of high school you got to go and, and find your way kind of thing and so, so do, they weren't promoting college they were saying get a job they were promoting college yeah but you know just away actually it was an mm. it was an opportunity that came up when I was in community college because I did stay there I stayed home for like another year and a half and um, strangely in Seattle was approached to to do a, a modeling gig and in, hmm. in Italy strangely if you guys know what he looks like that's not strange but go ahead oh stop you sure <laughs> But come on, what else you got? <laughs> um, so that kind of took me to Italy right out, right oh. out of the gate and opened my eyes a little bit to the fashion and, you know, just a glimpse of the entertainment world. And it, it was very alluring, mm. you know, just a kind of small town guy to be exposed to some of these things. It was a Versace campaign. It was kind oh, of the wow. first thing that I did. And at the time, Helena Christensen was a huge supermodel. And I found myself in a makeup chair next to this supermodel it was just like so surreal but and the addiction began (laughs) but I'm an extremely like camera shy type of person like if you were to ask my family I'd be the last person in the world that they would say would ever be an actor or even a model for that interesting you look at 
uh, pictures of me growing up and I'm kind of hiding behind mom or dad or I didn't want to like, you know, I just didn't like cameras or the attention or anything like mm-hmm. that. So from the get-go, it's been an obstacle, like really kind of putting myself out there and exposing myself as an actor. Okay, so you went from high school, injury, um, co- did you go to college or you just went to community college? Yeah, I went and then, for a couple of years, but then, then I had the opportunity then to you go went to, to Italy modeling. and then kind of go back to Italy and, and so, then they asked me to stay. And so, you know, I started living the model lifestyle of being in Italy and then in Spain and New York and I hated it, you know, for all the reasons that I just said. And then I <laughs> uh, had a buddy that was in special effects in LA that was from my high school and mm. he was in the movie industry. And um, uh, he was a great friend of mine. He was like, hey, if you got nowhere to go, come to LA, check it out. You know, you can sleep on my couch. And so I did. And I came to LA and here I was and, you know, um, just exploring, you know, life as a 22 year old until his girlfriend kicked me out. And then it was just kind of like decision What do time. you do? You know, do I want to stay, go back home, which I didn't want to do. And um, just some things are kind of... Uh, so did you start like an acting class? Did you just decide to have a, your modeling agent and you parlayed it through that? What did you do? Tell people. No, yeah, I was coincidentally, it was one of those fate type experiences where my girlfriend at the time introduced me to her manager who said, hey, I have an agent that would like your type, you know, to represent you. And so I met with her and she was like, you know, there was chemistry right away. And, um, you know, she encouraged me to get into classes and explore and see if it was for me. Mm. And so I did, and part of it was for me, and part of it wasn't. Like, I, I just didn't fully commit at, at, at the moment, but mm-hmm. there was enough about it to where it was alluring. Those moments that you have where, you know, you're in scene study with, in, in a class, and you find an organic moment that's, um, you're living it with somebody, it's and you're just incredibly kind of, exciting. it's addicting in a way. Yes. Um, that was kind of the hook, and so I... And I so then of, you, you began with that. Was it a, how long did it take you to book start booking your first job did you stay with modeling to support yourself were you a waiter what did you do yeah i did all of that actually yes i was a waiter any restaurants we know which one camacho's up here universal was my first job camacho's camacho's yeah you know the mexican up there (laughs) yeah you got fired got fired see everyone gets fired from something got fired a couple of times (laughs) and then uh yeah i was still kind of modeling i think it took it was actually pretty fast my first thing that I booked was playing a model on a sitcom. So my first thing was a comedy. Which one? Playing an under, it was a WB show called uh, Life with Roger. Ah, how come I don't know that show? I don't think it lasted very long. I actually <laughs> did for a couple of seasons, but this everything. was 97. Yeah. 97 yeah. Life with Roger. Um, and then after that. But people don't know that, and let me just interject, that Matt is super, super funny. And you've done some comedies, but you do a lot more dramas. Yeah, it was like, it was two years in that I landed the the soap was kind of my first long standing mm-hmm. gig. So I was there for five years on the mm-hmm. soap, um, and then after that, was forced to like reinvent. Mm. Um, How'd you do that? Got into classes. Uh-huh. I think that's around the time that I found you. A good friend mm. of mine introduced you, mm. me to you. Who was it? Eric. Oh, Eric introduced us. Yes, Eric introduced I vaguely us remember that back now. Back in 2000 and, yeah, it must have been six. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. That's um, when I first started. You guys are like my first bunch. Craziness. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, so you got into classes, you started doing your thing, but you did, I know this is like a side note, but if I'm going to bring it up. We yeah. can We can leave it or not talk about it, but you got stuck in this big commercial campaign for a long time. 
I can't say the word. El, El Pollo Loco. El Pollo Yoko. What is it? You live in Southern California. I can't even say the damn word. It's so upsetting. It's like the crazy chicken. I know what it means. I just can't say it. Anyway, it was a crazy, fun campaign. And what happened from that? Yeah, that was that was interesting. I had just gotten off the soap, and so as an actor, you're kind of worried about continuing your employment and income, Mm -hmm. and you've got a mortgage now to pay this side and the other. And this was an opportunity. It was supposed to be a regional spot, and it was supposed to not be here. It Mm -hmm. was like other areas, Arizona or Texas or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like a contract gig for three years that, you know, most actors kind of strive for. And it was fun. It was campy. But then it ended up being super concentrated in the Los Angeles area. Super concentrated. Like super, like during American Idol when it was at its oh, peak. It was the everywhere. Super Bowl, like it was. And you played everywhere. the chef. What was it? I played the grill master. Yeah, the grill master. And did you feel like you got stuck? Did, were people stamping you as that? So you... Did Absolutely. it hurt your work? Did it hurt getting roles? Well, it was always the conversation piece. So it was mm-hmm. one of those where I think it was hard for people to kind of see past that. So mm-hmm. I, I feel like it did. You know, it was always, it, you know, it preceded me entering the room. So I, I would advise to be careful at some of the things that you, that you accept. Choose to do. Choose to but do. let me ask you something. So how did you handle that? Well, uh, persisted. But did you like make? Were you self-deprecating about it? Did you make jokes about it when you when I you mean, brought yeah, it up? I mean, yeah, you room? have to be like you have to embrace it. And you have yeah. to have fun with it. It was a choice that I made to do it. It was still fun. I don't know how things would have been different. So you never know. Like you never know. You usually you embrace opportunities, and as soon as you decide to do it, you got to just do mm-hmm. it and make the best of it. So I mean, I'm sure possibly it could have hindered some things. Maybe it could have helped others. Like no one really knows. Like you can just go with the flow. Go but with the, the flow thing is. I talk to actors about every actor, every peop, everybody really has a critic that sits on their shoulders and says, I don't deserve this. Oh my God, I made this silly mistake. Now I'm not going to be able to do anything. But you rose above it. And so the powerful mindset is something that I really push for everyone to have because everyone's going to have the highs. Everyone's going to have the lows of their career, in their life, in yeah. everything. Oh, yeah. So what is your mindset? Because you you believe in exercise, you believe in Absolutely. keeping yourself strong. What's your mindset? What was your mindset then? What's your mindset now? My mindset then actually was when that was done in all truthfulness, I kind of buried myself in something else. I had sort of a business venture that, that popped up and I kind of invested in that and immersed myself into it and just kind of shunned the industry. I was, had, had a chip on my shoulder for a little bit. Oh, so you t- checked out for a little bit. I did somewhat. Um, but then I decided, you know, after a few years that I really did enjoy acting in that part mm-hmm. of the business and I felt like I had something to offer still and that um, if I were to continue and persist, you can, you can do anything that you want to do. So I you refocused can. myself and I committed and uh, maintained that mind, mindset and, you know, obviously had to endure a, a, a ton of no's and still do and ha- you know right I mean? and, but, and still do right but you're and you're on a show and you just got off another show you were doing two shows at the same time yeah. um so when you're on that off cycle how what do you say to yourself like help other actors who get down and, and we feel for you because i was an actress years ago and i know those down times yeah but you have to mentally r- rise up so what did you do tell us your process i think in the down times I would think, I mean, life is a competition. Mm-hmm. Everything is a competition. And you come from sports, which helps. And I come from sports. So I think that you have to be thinking about constantly 
what are my competitors doing right now? Mm. And like, if you're just down in the dumps and allowing yourself to waddle in some sort of pity or misery, that's not what your competition is doing. So I think what helped me was to actively pursue things and mm. make sure that I was working on it daily, just mm. being sharp in the downtimes because you never know when you're gonna get that opportunity. Mm -hmm. So for me, it was just being consistent with that even when the phone wasn't ringing so that I could be ready when it was ringing. Okay, and good. So let's talk about your role on power. You play a really dark guy, right? Yeah, it's it's been a great opportunity for me in the sense that, you know, I've played a lot of, I, I came out of the soap, I had that sort of typecast on me, and then the, the commercial that we spoke about, that was sort of... But that know, was kind of dorky, on, fun guy. That was different, yeah. At least that showed a couple of different sides, and that was mm -hmm. part of the decision-making process and accepting that commercial in the first place. Mm -hmm. It was comedic in nature, mm -hmm. and that kind of opened my eyes that, oh, there's this whole other genre out yeah. here that if I really were to work at this, it could open me up, mm -hmm. you know, along with my ethnicity and whatever. There's not a lot of... Mm -hmm. It's harder to be funny than, right. you know, serious. Um, but this was different in the sense that it wasn't leading at all. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's leading, but it's definitely a darker character. I, I didn't audition for this character. Mm. I auditioned for the show, which was stereotypically me, just kind of a leading police chief in a suit kind of thing. And mm -hmm. I didn't get that role. And then they mm -hmm. called me a month later and just booked me as a guest star mm. on, on the show as this Dominican uh, cartel member who is the head of the cartel. And being the nicest person in the universe, what did you... When you're creating your roles, what do you pull on a personalization? Do you just imagine it? Do you combine it? What did you click into to create that depth for this guy? That's what was interesting. I think that it takes a combination of things. The creator of the show, you know, I, I'm very thankful that she was able to, to make that leap. Like she really can see, mm. I mean, she explains it to me, like she saw a darkness in me, even though I'm kind of light and I have the funny side, but she saw something that was deep down like an anger mm -hmm. that she felt was necessary for this role mm -hmm. and she made that leap without even having re you know read me or i didn't audition for she it she saw your essence the essence that little thing inside you yeah and uh but you as an actor what did you pull from can you talk about that or did you, you just pull from uh I, when she had that conversation with me i started pulling from the deep dark place um and it allowed just a certain freedom, I think, with this character. I didn't know about the show at the time. It has mm -hmm. since come to, to be the, uh, I think it's the number two or three show mm -hmm. on cable now. It's mm -hmm. like, it's become huge. Um, but at the time, it was the second season, and I hadn't heard of it, and it was just kind of like, they didn't read me for it, and it was a Dominican character that was completely not me, so it was like, fuck it. I don't know we can say fuck it, but it was just like, we can say it was an it. opportunity just to like, be free mm -hmm. and not constrained and feel like I had to please and I just just tapped into a place of uh, not giving you know a shit what anybody thought mm -hmm. about you know what I was doing and I, but and describe made, the character he's a manipulator is does he think he's doing something for the good for himself does he want what does he well I think even manipulators they they justify like they that's have, even right. if they're doing bad things like it's justified for him so right. Yeah, I'm your New York neighborhood drug dealer, and I'm trying to claw my way to the top. I mean, the name of the show is Power, so it's, right. it's about trying to make it. You come from places that are not so great, and you're trying to make something of yourself. So uh, this guy So you is, click into your dark place, and then bring a little bit of the light, and then find the, the emotional path yeah. that makes it like, you know, we talk about characters for actors, and if you're playing a killer, you feel like you're doing something helpful for somebody you can't just play the negative of the negative of the negative right you know what i mean 
So what I'm trying to get to is that pit that you pulled from, but then you add, do you add a little charm to it or you just stay in that no, this dark, sinister... Like, he's got a smile. Like he's, he's smiling got a smile, about see? He yeah. covers it. Like, the, you know, there's a, a layering of this character. Because he feels powerful good. in his Absolutely. manipulation. Yeah, and he's got to use that. He's got to use his tools in order to align himself with the right people. He's got to be a chameleon of sorts. And um, it just it's an opportunity for a playground to use all aspects of yourself in order to get what you want mm -hmm. so he has great obstacles but he's got great tools to overcome them and it's just like he's he's fun he's dynamic he's dark and dangerous and is it now what how is it different than the character in z nation z nation was a little bit more one note like mm -hmm. he was um, he was just very militant he had a mission he was very serious they're in a very serious world you're in uh, they had lighter moments, which made the show kind of different. Mm -hmm. um, but my character was not that uh, levity. They had a couple of others that got the comedic aspects of it, um, which is something I wish that, you know, it could have been incorporated a little bit more into mine. But he it was, was just a, military, militaristic, you know, he was... Um, but all characters have those layers of hopes and dreams and goals that they want, but you couldn't show any of that. But yeah, did you he was create... Stoic. stoic. He was very stoic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let's switch up and let's talk about how you feel about loyalty in this business to agents and to managers when actors come in and they go, oh, I signed with this person, but I'm not going out. Should I leave them right away? What's your take on that? Do you feel like what is too long to stay at the party? What is not long enough? What is their loyalty factor? And have you stayed too long at certain places? I have. I'm, I'm loyal to a fault, I think. Um... I don't think there's a right answer there. Like, mm -hmm. like for me, I, the, the agent that I spoke of that I met through the girlfriend, I stayed with her a long time and she really special, specialized in the soap opera genre. Mm -hmm. uh, and then she actually was instrumental in getting me a management company that I felt like was helping me out of the soaps, take me to the next level. And then there came the opportunity where that agent wanted to become a manager. And so I had the choice of being loyal to her and going into her management company mm. and leaving my management company or staying with my management company and looking for a new agent. And so how did you? And I played it out. I played the loyal card and I went to this new management company and I just, in retrospect, I don't think it was the best, it was the best move at the time. And then I, I've since amicably split from that agent who then became a manager. Um, so you I, feel like you, pl you were too loyal to a fault. Yeah. Instead of, the thing that actors have trouble with sometimes is the business end and making that strong business decision yeah because it's always at the end of the day you have to be the artist but you have to be the business person who weighs out each side and even if you love your agent and manager it's that fine line of getting too close because it is a business it is show business show business but you want it to yeah. help yourself you know what i mean and they want to make money too obviously but yeah you do have to make that right choice um, so loyalty to a fault is how many, you know, what do you think? I think that you, you just, have you, to. you just kind of know, I think your intuition kind of tells you if you're in the right spot. Uh, and I was, I was very conflicted in that, in that moment to make that decision because we had developed a friendship outside of it, you know, and mm -hmm. then it became extra complicated. And, um, so are you friends with this person now? It's been a couple of years since we've really even communicated, but you know we're not not friends, but you know. So it's tricky. So I 
do you give advice not to get as close outside just in it's a fine line because you definitely want to develop something so that you're top of mind like Mm -hmm. there's a lot of people in this town so you don't want to get lost and be Mm -hmm. uh, invisible but at the same time you know and that's actually it's an art in and of itself the ability to go out and meet the right people and establish relationships that are seemingly real and not like you're just trying to get something from somebody very important uh, it's a skill that I'm still working on. That's something that it was just never for me. Like, if I know you're the producer of my show, like, I, it's hard for me to go and try to start some sort of a relationship based out of, I know that you can continue to employ mm-hmm, me kind of mm-hmm. thing, or maybe for your next project. You're a really real person, though. Do you base yeah. your life's... Are you a spiritual person? Are you a religious person? More spiritual than religious. Mm-hmm. Definitely not religious. Um, yeah, I would consider myself a spiritual person. And so you... It just doesn't align with me, like unless it's completely organic, like it's hard for me to get out of something that is an organic space for me to go and start a relationship, even though it might be... It feels be, fake, you don't it do feels, it. Exactly. exactly. That's fine though, I think it's a healthier place to be. It's a healthier place to be, but it might not advance you as far in the business, so, but, you know. But does it matter, you know what I mean? So you have to weigh that out for yourself because, you know, your existence on this earth is so important to take care of yourself so right. if you're living a fake life then you died in a fake life do you know what i mean yeah so it's so important you gotta find your own balance and what it's all about so yourself. what is your passion and purpose like your, if your passion could be acting your purpose could be acting but your passion could be acting but your purpose in giving back to the world like do you want to make a statement in your work for other young people the world to see that you really care about you ever think about that like what could be your message I do and sometimes I get sometimes I feel like I get lost in trying to get the platform that I want to really be able to make the differences I guess anybody at any level can make a difference when it comes to giving back and I think that at the end of the day ultimately when you're doing that that's what it's all about and that's what but what is it for you what what is that is it for younger kids who are don't have as much is it for but the charity that I've been mm-hmm. most closest associated with since, really since 19, I was 2000, so mm-hmm. it's about 18 years, is a, uh, a Latino-based organization that helps out families and children with cancer. What is it called? Padres Contra el Cancer. Oh, well, I'll just say that right away. Yeah. What was that? <laughs> Parents <laughs> Against Cancer in ah, Spanish. Okay, great. So they're a great organization, and the people spearheading that whole thing are just examples of really good human beings like they commit themselves daily to improve the lives of these people and so now your platform as a successful actor it could help bring attention to that through your voice exactly yeah, and you do can, you do that do you yeah we do you know a series of events a year you go to visit the the children in the hospital to uplift their spirits even if they don't know who you are they kind of like they pump it up before you come in and they think it's the greatest so thing in the world that you're right. on tv and uh it's a good feeling you and do you give hope that. to them do you want to give hope to to young children who don't have as much that you can do what you set your mind to do absolutely if you can inspire and uh help make a difference a positive difference in somebody's life and their aspect that yeah they could do it then you know that's what it's all about Okay, can we sidetrack and talk yeah, about good. that other business that you had dabbled in, which you still have. It's a beast. It's a beast, but here it is, and it's called? Body Language Sportswear. Body Language Sportswear. They have the coolest 
I'm not, I'm not even doing sales because I'm a big workout person. I just love the, the Brazilian cut of the material and the clothing, and it's so freaking fantastic. So you're still involved with this. This is your side company, right? Yeah, this is. This is the. And the so how do we how do we order things from it? Oh, you go to the website. What's you know? the website, Matt? But, <laughs> didn't let me get there. See, you're so fast, Sherry. Bodylanguagesportswear.com. Okay. And you can place your order. Like we're, you know, our main business model is wholesale. So we sell to a number of different e-commerce platforms and stores and things. But we like can buy it. Well, you can buy it too. Yeah, online. You guys should online. check it out. I'm not doing a sales thing, but I have clothing from it and it's the bomb. It makes you feel super sexy and even more in shape. It's just the cut, the way they do the cut of the clothing. Yeah. It just really forms your body. Yeah, not to name drop, but you feel validated when... Jennifer Lopez has purchased every style that you have because of Amazing. the fit. You know, there's, she's the, the biggest one out there. So it's like, you know, we yeah. were all just blown away. Like we had gifted her trainer for the longest time to gift her. And it was there somewhere in her house. And it was like a year later that she finally tried it on. And as soon as she did, it was like, bam. you know, the wife had phone calls from the assistant all the time, making <laughs> personal deliveries to her house that she had to have like, you know, so many of each set for her. So amazing. That's New York, that's, LA, that's great. So you got your like little from from getting. I mean, people have a side job, a side hustle, whatever you're doing on the side. But there's so many ways to bring income that feeds your your lifestyle, your sense of self, your power of yourself. Besides just acting, and so it doesn't. So you don't have to like define yourself whether you're, whether you're working as an actor or not. I mean, the character yeah. that you do on Power is a part of you, but you have so much more to give to the world. Right. And so it's so wonderful that you do that. And I always promote to actors to do other things that make you feel vivacious and full. Yes. So give me some advice to give to the young people out there or the old people. I don't care what age you are. It's all good. It's all good. Every <laughs> age because we're all going to be at both ends of the spectrum. At some point. Um, What's some powerful advice? Give me something from your soul to these people to inspire them. Yeah. I mean, the business is important, but it's not. Like you said, it doesn't define you, and it's not it's not everything. So it's just it's, it truly is finding that balance. Like you have to be dedicated enough and consistent enough to have success in the business of show business, but it can't be so all consuming that it does define you or that it breaks you if you're not getting these parts or the auditions or whatever. So work hard at it consistently, but like you said, find something else if you can to kind of. Divert your focus, <laughs> diversify your portfolio, whatever, you know, so that you can maintain a semblance of sanity and control because uh, you really don't have control as an actor you unless you're doing control. other things. You have zero, like there's very few, you know, the top whatever percentage that is that really has control and I'm sure they're even wrought with their own insecurities as time goes on. Like it's just, it's not an easy game to play regardless of where you're at. I see people in situations where you know I strive to be and I've heard them complaining about their situations or you hear their insecurities it's like everybody is rot with their own but life. here's the one similarity all actors have insecurity emotions vulnerability erratic us, behavior yes, yes. that's what makes you and all of us artists right. that are so fun to be around yeah. and you know recognize that recognize that you're not alone everybody's going through the similar you know ups and downs is 
what you could be Do you find that you have solace in your family and your two cute, beautiful new babies and your wife? How'd you meet your wife? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Funny enough, it was Eric Winter who coaxed me into, he had to coax me into going to the Playboy Mansion in 2003. No way. So Gossip, I didn't I, know this. Yeah, we were up there and uh, we met somebody else that we saw at the gym and she was hanging out with my to-be wife who to thunk and you know we just kind of hit it off there did you meet that night and just started dating night. right after we started dancing that night ah. and then I've been dancing ever since that's incredible it's pretty crazy yeah and thunk. so you have a baby boy and a girl the baby's three four uh, the baby's he's four. four he's gonna be five in, in August coming up and the baby is, is brand new she's two and a half months beautiful right. so does it bring how does that having that family soulfulness feed your life perspective mm. a little bit like you can see so much of I mean life is just it's it's amazing in so many different ways and you can just kind of see the cycle of life I can see so much of myself you know already in my kids and um, it just gives you perspective I think a little bit as and to, probably makes you a better actor it probably does <laughs> <laughs> can't self-judge there but it, you know it gives well, you a, a little bit more of a grounding and um and vulnerability. and vulnerability i mean even though you're playing a dark character on power there's vulnerability to it because vulnerability is power so that open open and the, and seeing your son and your baby girl and that love that love factor yeah because it makes you more vulnerable like now you're like you know you're vulnerable you're exposing yourself to something happening to your kids or whatever like you're signing yourself up for a lifetime of you know emotional ups and downs with your kids because life is crazy and you just never know what the next day is going to bring so how do you see or what would you want your acting future to be like what do you strive to be you're on the show do you want to go into film, more films what's your thing I mean I have clients that have come on they just want to be a superhero or they just want to do every drama that there is or they want to just break out of television and come into you know big budget movies what is it for you I think television is great like I'm happy in television um, I think that if I had some sort of a, a vehicle that would be able to showcase the comedy but in a one hour, I think would be ideal for me. Shot right here in LA. <laughs> near your house. <laughs> near my house where the commute was, you know, easy and the cast and crew were just one that were. So you're fine staying in television and just creating characters. So you kind of want a dramedy. Yep. I think that that would be ideal for me. I mean, of course, features or any kind of a character or project that comes along in whatever, you know, whether it's a feature or a television is. Is, would be embraced, but I think that that's my ideal. What kind of what what's that what's that character you see yourself as? What is it? How would you define that? Uh, there's elements of things that crazy sounding or not, but like Dwayne Johnson that mm -hmm. he's done. I mean, mm -hmm. look at his career. Not that I want a Dwayne Johnson type career. I don't. It's I don't, pretty cool. I don't, it's pretty cool, but <laughs> I, I don't. I don't need that. But right? I think he does a pretty good job of straddling the line of like actiony cool shit with comedy and he's actually he's a good actor he's, he is he's, a good he's actor a good dramatic actor so you're like the time. television version i would like to be the television version of that i think that that would be it would be fun right like <laughs> totally. he's got, his roles are just uh they're dynamic and they're cool so bring that to tv and sign me up man that's me that's awesome thank you so much for coming today okay before we close three things to tell actors to do just we're going to reiterate just definitely consistency 
if that's the same thing as being persistent, do both of them. Um, and the third one would just be consistency, persistence, and fucking enjoy it. <laughs> enjoy fucking the, enjoy it. Fucking enjoy thanks, it you guys, process. for listening today. Um, thanks, Matt. Thank you. You're yeah. amazing. You're amazing. <laughs> You're amazing. Girl. Thanks for having me. Bye. <laughs>